Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So about Michael Jordan, how you going to hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about the All-Star Game. Basically, we're going to be breaking down for you why certain players really should have never made the All-Star Game, why it really should matter, why why it doesn't matter that the All-Star Game starters, that the people in the All-Star Game are wrong, Jason. Who does it hurt? What does it impact? Well, we're going to break that down for you. We're going to go through all-star starters, those that have been announced, and then we're going to go through the bench lineup. Um, everything's been announced. Everything's out there. Uh, basically, Chris and I had a audio issue last Sunday, and uh, more like an internet issue. And uh, so we're breaking up the podcasts. Uh, so I'm going to be recording this one. He's going to be recording the uh, greatest upsets in playoff history. We're going through that series with you so you can have a better understanding of why teams get upset, why teams lose in the playoffs when they're a higher seed. It's going to be a really good series. It's going to be running for about seven weeks. It's going to be very inform- informational. A lot of in-depth research has gone into that. So um, that's a little bit of a side note. But basically, today we're going to be talking about the All-Star game. And let's get right into it. The All-Star Game starters. Let's start with the East. I'll review it one by one. We'll walk, You'll walk down this path with me. Giannis Antetokounmpo and uh, DeMar DeRozan, Trey Young, Jason Tatum, and Joel Embiid. This is about as perfect of a roster as it gets as the All-Star starters. I, I couldn't have chosen it better myself. This is exactly what I would have chosen. Um, I didn't know DeMar DeRozan could be a shooting guard, so we had Zach Levine at the two-guard. Um, but since he is considered a two-guard as well as a small forward, uh, he I'm, I would do that too. He's, he's a great player. I love the starters of the East. And, uh, you know, that's, that's fine. Okay, so the starters of the West. Steph Curry, LeBron James. Nikola Jokic, John Morant, Andrew Wiggins. Wait, what? Are we kidding ourselves? So, Andrew Wiggins, who's averaging 18, the the second... What? Yes. Andrew Wiggins made it onto the All-Star game, averaging 18 points per game starting. Do you guys understand how what amazing numbers everybody else is having? Got 26 points per game, 29, 26... 26.5. 26.5. Those are the other West All-Star starters. Andrew Wiggins is chilling with 18. And my eye test tells me that he is not an All-Star player, and it's not even close. He's maybe a borderline. Good defender. Good fit in the Warrior system. But this guy is not an amazing shot creator. He is not an All-Star level shot creator to the levels of a Jason Tatum. 
at all. Not even close. So, I mean, it is completely the system. And the system is, and it's a stupid system that we've had for a very long time, is what level of player are you mixed with how good is your team? And then that's how we choose all You know, all the good teams, all the high record teams have to have multiple R-stars. This is the way it's been forever. This is the way we've always done things. Why would we change now? Why would we adapt now? And that formula, that very unbalanced formula, is it wrong? The best players in the world might be on the worst team in the league. The worst team in the league has one of the, the 13th seed, the last time I checked, in the East is... Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young, Trey Young. Now, why is he an all-star starter? Why does he break the system? Jason, you must be wrong. He's an all-star starter. It's because he made the playoffs last year. People know that he can do what he's doing now in the playoffs, so they don't say anything. Because the year before they made the playoffs, actually, that exact year they made the playoffs, the second half of the season, they made a great run. They started playing great defense. They really started understanding who they were as a core. And... They made a run to the playoffs, to the five seed, where they eventually beat the Knicks and the 76 Before that season, he was averaging around the same stats, 27 and 8. Didn't get in the all-star team. You left NBA. You left a top 15 player in the league off the all-star team. 24 players. It's supposed to be the top 24 players. It's supposed to be the greatest game on earth. It's supposed to be the greatest pickup basketball game you can find. But it's not. You want to know why? It's because we're choosing best players from best teams. You don't believe this is the way things have been? How did the media, the quote-unquote media, view Devin Booker before the Phoenix Suns run last year? How many all-star games did he make when he had amazing statistics? How many times did he have to put out great statistics with terrible teams? How many times did you hear people on ESPN, all your favorite radio stations, empty stats, empty stats, Really? So let's do a little game here. Andrew Wiggins for Devin Booker. How much are you trading? You probably have to trade four or five first-round draft picks to get Devin Booker. But he's not going to make the All-Star. Now, we're in a different situation now. They're a winning team. Yeah, he's going to make the All-Star game while they're winning. Sure, sure, not a problem. But before that, before he became a winner, magically, it's called him having a better team, him having more talent around him. He was not viewed as a winner. Because the empty statistics. People like to love to talk about empty stats. Oh, he's an empty stats player. Use your eyes. Those don't lead you wrong very often. You can tell the difference between an empty statistic player and a legitimate star on a bad team. And 99.9% of them are that. The only player I can think of that statistically doesn't really match his output is a guy like Fred Vince because they have a lot of forwards that aren't great shot creators from the perimeter. Pascal's not that kind of guy, nor is Scardy Barnes. Knows, I mean, OG Alnubi can hit a perimeter shot at a very high rate. He's really developed that in his game, but nobody can shot create from the perimeter. So when they run the pick and roll, who is it with? Fred Van Fleet. So those are a little bit inflated stats. There's the only person in the league that I really view that way. You just all you have to do is watch the game of basketball and be like, oh my gosh, this guy is absolutely amazing, but he's on a terrible team. It's his fault? No, it should never be his fault. And that's just the way the NBA media is. That's the way we've chosen NBA players for the All Star game. And it's just wrong. And it, it, it should be never the same. It should never be this way. 
So we Andrew Wiggins, I mean, he is not there's a lot of great forwards in the NBA. The fact that he is the starting forward in the all-star game is terrible. All you have to do is watch them. And like, okay, what if there's no other amazing forward? No other amazing forward, huh? No. Well, Paul George didn't really play enough games to make it in this. But there is a guy. Well, actually, there's two guys. Uh, one we're going to get into later. But the, the guy that should have been here is averaging a phenomenal 22.7 points per game. Having 5.5 assists and 4.5 rebounds. And that is a guy on a terrible team. Brandon Ingram. Now think to yourself. Brent, let's do the trade game. How much would the Golden State Warriors have to trade, including Andrew Wiggins, to get Brandon Ingram? They would have to trade Brandon Ingram. Probably Jonathan Kuminga. Then you maybe think about it. But let's just use the first round pick terminology because it's easier. Because maybe everybody doesn't know how high upside Jonathan can be. Andrew Wiggins and let's let's settle on three first round picks and a second round draft pick. Let's settle on that. That is about what you would have to give up to get Brandon Ingram if you're the Warriors. Seriously, that is what you would have to give up. Now, really factoring that in, Brandon Ingram is an amazing player. Brandon Ingram is a mid-range sniper. He is a shot creator off the dribble. He shot creates from the perimeter at the three-point line. He's like six foot nine and finishes around the rim. Now, I've I I um I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I remember a few years back listening. Him, I think it might have been with JJ Reddick's podcast talking about how his next progression was passing the basketball. He's averaging around five assists a game. Five assists out of the small forward position. He's really developed that aspect of being a good ball handler, a good decision maker. Now he's borderline moving towards point forward. So he improves his team with his passing ability, has excellent individual scoring skill. And we just agreed on three first, let's call it three first round draft picks in two seconds. And Andrew Wiggins for Brandon Ingram. Why is he not an all-star game? His team sucks. His team's record is absolutely terrible. Terrible. It's egregious. They have barely any talent on that team. Okay, can he really do it in a winning situation? Really? We just talked about um, Trey Young just now. We just talked about Devin Booker. The way they were viewed before they were winning. And the way they were viewed now. We just talked about these things. Now let's talk about Brandon E. What about his game? Says empty stats. I would say literally nothing. His eye test is amazing. His eye test is of somebody that could be a number two on an NBA championship level team. But Andrew Wiggins, who you wouldn't be able to trade, you wouldn't be able to trade straight up for him. They, they would make the Golden State Warriors send him more draft picks for him when they're both around the same age. Andrew Wiggins might be a year older for Brandon Ingram. This is what we're dealing with. Seriously, it's egregious. A guy like that can't make the All-Star game in the West. Get out of here. He's played like 43 games. Okay, why does it matter? Matters because some people don't really know basketball. Some people will break down basketball by just giving stats. How many All-Star games did they get? How many All-Star starters did they get? How many All-NBA teams? What was they? What was their averages? What were their scoring times? People who really can't understand the game of basketball use those mediums to decide who's the better player. So when they go back, they're going to see Andrew Wiggins must have been the Scottie Pippen level defender 
and must have really brought more to the game of basketball than Brandon Ingram. Even then, he's had empty stats. Empty stats. That is what is at stake. It is legacy. Legacy to the people who don't really understand basketball. We need to protect these guys' legacy. We need to accurately reflect the reality of the actual NBA season so that the people who don't really understand basketball, when they look back at the All-Star games, see who made it, they can actually understand that Brandon Ingram's a better player than Andrew Wiggins. Like I just explained to you just now. But they would not understand that because of groupthink. Because it's the way people have always done things. It's always, oh, how winning are you on the team? Okay, those players are more valuable to the All-Star game. Why? Because we've done it that way for 50, 60 years. Why change? Why change if we're ruining legacies? Who cares about keeping legacies intact, protecting players that are putting their hearts and souls out there and are amazing, but don't get the credit they deserve? It's it's something you got to stand up for. It's something you have to really be aware of. This is not just some empty thing. This is not some meaningless thing. This is going to be the legacy for the rest of their lives. In the 2022 season, everybody's going to think Andrew Wiggins is better. He made all-star starter. Not even just a roster. Man, what does he do? It must be amazing. And it was just voted because he's on the Warriors. Ah, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. Okay, let's get to the next one. All right, let's, uh, let's go through the bench, guys. Let's talk about the bench players. Let's break it down here. The West, we got Devin Booker. Can't argue here. No arguments at all. Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Donovan Mitchell. Love that pick. Chris Paul, Carl Anthony Town. Okay, okay, you know. It's the West. It's let's let's talk about it. First things first. Draymond Green? Draymond Green. Really? Draymond Green gets to make it in before a guy that's played one less game than him. A guy like Anthony Davis? Really? Anthony Davis is averaging like nine ish rebounds, is almost as good of a defender as Draymond Green. And if you told the Warrior will trade Anthony Davis or Draymond Green, they would up like the next 10 draft picks for Anthony Davis. You could say whatever you want about paper mache, but they're not in the same league as a player. Draymond Green scores less than 10 points per game. Sorry to break it to you guys. What? Anthony Davis can't make the All-Star game because of perception. Oh, street clothes. Oh, paper mache. Oh, this guy is not as good as he was last year. He's not as good as his 2019. It's just, it's not really what we want to see. So you, what you want to see is a guy that's played one more game than him, but that has none of those things. He's not made of paper mache. He's played, Draymond Green has literally played one more game at the time of this recording than Anthony Davis. But he's, paper mache is Anthony Davis. Street clothes is Anthony Davis. Get out of here. Get out of here. Draymond Green? Look, we made a video about Draymond Green being the defensive player of the year. We made a video talking about his basketball brilliance. Very true. But the game is about offense more than it's about defense. It's been that way for a very, very long time. And he is in a perfect situational fit. If you went and dropped him on the Orlando Magic, we would not know Draymond Green to the left. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. He probably averaged 13 or 14 around similar rebounds, be an amazing defender, but not have as many assists because they don't run in a system like this. Because they don't have Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. I'm going to give us flowers. He's an amazing passer. Point forward, perfect fit in the Golden State Warriors. They need high basketball IQ players in that offensive system. A lot of ball movement. He got dropped into the perfect place. By now, he might have been out of the league on some teams because he couldn't score. He can't score. His weakness is getting blinded and not shown because he obviously has like a 30 rockets on the Warriors. They got Jordan Poole. They got Steph Curry. They got Clay Thompson. They got Andrew Wiggins, who's apparently better than Brandon Ingram. I mean, they are stacked over there in Golden State offensively. It's, I mean, the Steph Curry, Clay Thompson combination has been deadly for the league for a long time. Does he do his part? Dear goodness. Yes. Should he be praised for these things? Yes. But we need to acknowledge that on a lot of t- teams in the NBA, let's say 28 of them, key is a borderline starter. Unless you're really, really trying to win. You got a real high basketball IQ system. So let's accurately grade him as a player with his system. Because, you know, that's that's what he is. He doesn't score much. He doesn't have much offensive skill. The game is about putting the basketball in the hoop. And I love the guy. And I hate doing this. Because we've made a video about him being a basketball genius, especially defensively. But him as an all-star starter over Anthony freaking Davis? What? I mean, there are so many. Even like Kristaps Porzingis on the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks would never trade Kristaps Porzingis for Draymond Green straight up in a trillion years. A trillion years. Offensive skill? It's not even close. Draymond Green is a good fourth piece on an NBA championship team. He is a good role player. Star in his role, but he can't score. He is a star on an NBA championship level team that has a system that perfectly utilizes him. He got dropped into the perfect situation. Let's not be delusional here. Does he affect winning? Yes, he does. Yeah. But can you win anything? If he is one of your three best players on the floor, offensively, no. On the Golden State Warriors, he might be seven. If we're doing just scoring skill, he might be nine. I gave him seven because he could pass the lights out of the ball. Phenomenal. It's ridiculous. You have to understand that the NBA is just not built that way. It's not 1960s. Even in the 1960s, I mean, they still had guys that could score and had skill. This guy is not skilled at scoring the basketball. 
On a lot of teams, he would be a borderline starter. It's it's ridiculous. Having him over a guy like Chris Stapps, who's averaging like 19-9, and nine, who missed this All-Star game, is ridiculous. But then you have the kahunas to say Anthony Davis, who's played one less game, can't make it over. Get out of here. And again, what does it matter? People are going to think that Draymond Green's this, like the greatest eight-point game-per-game scorer of all time. I mean, he might be on the list. I mean, yeah, he would be. But eight points per game. His skill and his eye test backs that up. And again, it's about resume. It's about perception. It's about people who don't know basketball going back in history and looking and seeing Draymond Green was a better player than Anthony Davis and Kristaps Porzingis this year. That's what I learned. I'm so knowledgeable. Seriously. It's ridiculous. It's egregious. It's borderline insanity. Let's just call it what it is. It's insanity. Seriously, a guy like Kristaps Porzingis is not making this all-star because of this. Having a great year, by the way. Have you seen him? He's posting. He has a lot of skill. He's really showing a lot of things that we've we've wanted to see from him. And an, another guy that him, Anthony Davis, and Brandon Ingram could have made it over because there are two starting centers that I completely agree with. Carl Anthony Towns and Nicole Jokic should be the two centers. So then the other bench guy is Rudy Gobert. Let's talk about Rudy Gobert. What do they have? Winning team. It's a winning team, Jason. Utah Jazz win games. You know who doesn't win games? A center who has basically no offensive skill other than pick, lock, rebound, finish. He does literally nothing else. Nothing. Great amount of rebounds. 15 points. 16 points. Why not, Jason? Why not? That's a lot of rebounds. He's a great defender. Or has Quinn Snyder tricked all of you in thinking that he's a great defender? Has a defensive scheme been built around Rudy Gobert? Because they don't have many other defenders to force it in to do the one thing that he does extremely well, which is block shots and ball handling. Being off ball, making blocks. Great. Is he a great post defender? Not really. He's good, but not great. Does he switch? No. So we get we get to watch every time in the playoffs... Teams attack this center and attack this defensive scheme by putting him in the pickup and getting exposed every in the playoffs. Nothing's changed for the past four years. Our perception of him hasn't? Come on. Kristaps Porzingis? Really? He can't make it into the All-Star game because of this? Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis can't make it to the All-Star game like this. You already have two starting centers. You're telling me a guy like Shea Gilgis-Alexander? That is aver- played 43 games this year and averaging around 22 points per game. Can't make it because he's on a bad team. Bad team. Anthony Edwards. Similar stat line. Shea Gilgis-Alexander. The Utah Jazz would trade their whole roster, not including Donovan Mitchell for Shea, because of how great of a fit that was, including Rudy Gobert. Again, you have to really understand basketball deeper than stats. What is their skill? What does your eye test tell you? Rudy Gobert is not that. He is not an all-star center. You have two amazing all-star centers with Kat and Jokic. You don't need him in. He should not be making it over Shea Gildas-Alexander. That any You could put 50 people in a room and ask them all to watch basketball. All of them would choose Shea Gildas-Alexander over Rudy Gobert. Seriously, it's obvious. But again... Why should we care? It's because about perception. It's about what is viewed when people go back in time and look. You don't know 
Shea Gilgis Alexander could get a career ending injury next season. And we'd be like, oh, he was never an all star. There must have been a reason for him that he averaged 20. Things like this happen. Terrible injuries happen. Paul George. It's just, it's a game. It's a basketball. That's the reality. People have career ending injuries. Rudo Gobert should not deserve this all star spot. Not even close. Not in a million. It's just they're a winning team. They're the Utah Jazz. Let's have them in. And Shea Gilgis over Alexander over Chris Paul. Come on. Again, Shea Gilgis is the better player. Chris Paul is an amazing player. Yeah, is he better than 14.9 points per game because of the way he impacts the basketball game? Yes. Would he be borderline for me or in the discussion for me? Yes. Is he an amazing scorer? Not like he used to be. It's just age is starting to really catch up with him. We're not really excited accepting the signs with that but he's extremely valuable he'd be borderline all-star for me it's just shake gilgis alexander all right let's go to the east dun, 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 dun. kevin durant Giannis, damar mb tatum we talked about before the starters all right let's let's get into it jimmy butler darius garland james harden Levine, chris middleton fred van fleet okay let me go into the list here a certain somebody really this guy wait there's two talk about a guy that's averaging 24 points per game, three assists, 6.5 rebounds, played 41 games, made the all-star team because this team was had a winning record. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown can't make it over Chris Middleton. What? It's just because they're a winning team. No, you. the Milwaukee Bucks would trade their whole franchise except Giannis for Jalen Brown. I mean, Drew Holiday and Chris Wells would be a good pack. But they also have like eighty dollars getting. It is what it. Is. But Chris Middleton has been skating by by this line for years, averaging like twenty ish points per game, being a good player, borderline a guy who's just below All Star level, and he gets to make it on. He gets to make it on because he's on a winning team. Anybody with AI or one eye and another one blind could tell you Jalen Brown's the better player. Jalen Brown is the better player by a mile, a mile. And Chris Middle gets, gets to make it in here because of reputation, because of the team winning. It's winning team. We care about winning team. It's stupidity. That's what it is. Let's just call it what it is. It's terrible because, again, people are going to look back and say Chris Middleton must have been a better player this year. Because people are stupid and they use stats to make arguments because they can't make arguments just by the eye test. Have you seen Jalen Brown's game? It's mid-range. It's pull-up three-point. It's shot creation from the three-point line. It's, oh, I'm very, very athletic and I can f- finish around that rim anytime I want to. It's impressive. He has an impressive skill set. He he makes, I mean, come on now, Chris Middleton's like, oh, I'm going to get it in the mid-range. I'm not very athletic. You know, I can finish around the rim, but, like, I'm not that amazing. Like, Jalen Brown's at a different tier of shot creation, and they're similar players. They do similar things. They're both shot creators for their teams. And one's, you know, gourmet food, and the other one's, like, high class. Like, it's, it, it's a nice place. But the other one's, like, Michelin five-star the other one's like a decent steakhouse. Jalen Brown's in a different tier. Every year I got to deal with for the rest of my life. And then we got a Bradley Beal is a borderline playoff player. His team is in a borderline playoffs. He's averaging 23.2 points per game. Played 40 games this season. And he can't make it into the All-Star game? What? 
over guys like Fred Van Fleet, who the media for some reason forgives for having a team that doesn't win. We forgive one, but we we, we don't forgive the other, who's obviously a better player with the eye test and obviously does more for his team. Better than Darius Garland. I mean, come on now. He's just a winning he has on a winning team. It's it's ridiculous. Seriously, it's it's stupidity. You know, and then we start breaking things down here. And there was a guy that didn't make it that's going to make it because of uh, Kevin Durant being hurt. LaMelo Ball. Why can't we just look past the stats? Yeah, he's averaging 19.6, 7 assists, 7. That's a good stat line, but it's not like overly, this guy needs to be on. Your eye test should tell you that if a guy has those statistics and it's, he's a generational talent at influencing his teammates. He's a generational talent. At the way he plays positively affects others in such an amazing manner. He makes everybody on that team want to pass the basket. He makes everybody on that team really care about. He makes his energy, the way he plays, is infectious. He has one of those styles of play that legitimately makes 1 through 12 better. Better. Because of his passing ability. Makes everybody better by a mile. He is gifted at passing the basketball. We can't have the ability to just say our eyes, my eyes are telling me throw away this. You do it with Paul and he's averaging less than this per game. Why? He's not on a winning team. He's not on a... This needs to be the end. This needs to stop. No more of this. From here on out, we should be actually choosing players based on how good they are. What our eye test says so that the stupid people 20 years from now who can't think about basketball more than stats, can have the accurate. Let's get past this time frame of this mathematical formula of how many wins they have as a team weighted a certain way, and then how it looked like, and then like a small like 20%. Oh, what does he look like on this eye test? Eye test should be 100 I don't care about your mathematical formula. This is important to these guys' careers. We owe it to the people who put on a show, to people who draw us into the NBA, to the greatness of individual players. I love watching Brandon. Jalen Brown is amazing. LaMelo Ball is must-see TV. We owe it to these players who put their life, you know, they they dive on balls, they, they get injuries, they have to deal with the media. We owe it to them, their careers their legacies to accurately represent what they were and we're not doing it at all with the all-star game and it has to change out with the old in with the new all right well this is going to be the podcast today for the basketball addicts about the all-star game uh just want to break down everything for you guys um so yeah you can find us on instagram tiktok youtube spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you download our content and uh also we um uh what was i thinking of we'll be having a lot of videos uploaded from our actual podcast coming out on tiktok youtube stuff like that we have a a new system that we're going to be running and um yeah leaving a rating really helps us uh right now i think we're five stars on every platform so definitely keep that momentum uh we love that you guys love our content so yeah i'm jason collins chris is not here right now but we're the basketballetics peace out
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.